Hi everybody, Eric from Hit Subscribe here, and um, I am doing yet another one of these videos in the um, freelancing Q&A that I uh, have been doing for a bunch of months now. Uh, in our uh, the house we own in Michigan, this is actually the last week I'm going to be here, so if you tune in next week, I will be somewhere else. We're going down to Texas. I don't know what it'll look like, but it'll be warm there, which doesn't matter to you, but it matters to me. So, um, with that bit of meta information out of the way, the question here is, sorry, I'm ducking because I have it up on my screen below the phone. Uh, should you build your site and your practice under your personal name and brand or under a generic business name? So, personal name and brand or a generic business name. So, I, I'm guessing by, like, personal name and brand, I, um, I don't have the broader context in which this was asked, but... Um, Personal name and brand probably being sort of interchangeable. Like, I think the question here is, you know, if I were starting a new business, would I do it as ericdietrich.com? And would I um, make the name of the business like Eric Dietrich Inc. or something like that? Uh, or would I create a name the way that I historically did with the business Dead Tech that I owned uh, before I let it dissolve and um, a business like Hit Subscribe that my wife and I founded? Uh, so you probably can make some inferences as to what my answer would be there, given what I've done historically. Although, you know, maybe I'd come back and say, uh, don't do as I did. Uh, not the case here. I would, um, I honestly cannot think of a good reason to start a business under your personal name and your personal brand. Um, and I'll kind of go into why I think that is. Now, bear in mind, the audience that I'm addressing here is freelancers, uh, service providers, business owners, et cetera. Uh, this might not cover something like if you were to try to start a business as an influencer. Um, it's a little bit harder for me to speak to that. I still wouldn't incorporate under your own name if you're going to be an influencer. But if you're doing something like being an influencer, trying to build a business a la Gary V and make your personal image the brand, um, that's a decision. Uh, I probably still wouldn't do it even in those cases. But it's kind of a play that you might make. And I doubt that the average freelancer who is looking to do like freelance web design or freelance programming is trying to make a Gary V style play. So um, why wouldn't I do this? Um, well, number one, think about maybe backfilling yourself eventually in something that you're doing as a business. So like, let's say that you build a business, freelance practice, you're getting clients, and then it starts to grow. You start to take on subcontractors. Maybe you start to um, hire an administrative assistant or somebody to help you with operations, et cetera. Sooner or later, as that business grows, as you build equity in the business, you are going to want to backfill different aspects of what you're doing. And one of those aspects that you might want to backfill would be the sales. Another one might be the service delivery. Now, if you have made your face the face of the business, if you have made your name synonymous with the business, it gets pretty hard to backfill. So if I were building a business and it was called Eric Dietrich Incorporated at ericdietrich.com and you found yourself on the phone with a salesperson that wasn't Eric Dietrich, that would be pretty weird. So you're going to have a harder time backfilling yourself in that business. You might not think you want to do that, um, but sooner or later, if you're building that business, if you have equity that's growing in the business, you will want to backfill aspects of it. And that'll be pretty awkward to do if your name is all over it and your face is all over it. Um, another problem, you know, just 
straight out of the gate to throw it out there. If you ever want to build or uh, sell this business, you've built equity and much harder to do it. If your uh, name is associated with it, your personal brand is associated with it. It's a tough sale. Uh, it's not that you couldn't sell it, but um, I can tell you for sure that any uh, acquirer is going to come along and say, well, I'm sure going to mark down my offer because this is super tied in with you personally. What am I going to do with this? Um, so in general, there, there's a couple things that I'm uh, discussing here that kind of speak to the idea of equity in your business. Equity in your business means basically that the business is worth something if you were to sell it to somebody else, kind of um, the short form anyway, equity, uh, ownership in the business, ownership in the business as an asset that you could sell to somebody else. Um, it's much harder to build that if you make the brand and the business indistinguishable from you personally. Um, you know, I'll kind of talk about also the general idea that if you build a business that is in your name and you're the face of the business and you start to hire people, like if you can also think of these people. So it's not just your own valuation in the business or your own difficulty backfilling yourself as far as like external parties are concerned. But imagine you're hiring somebody. It's a little, I don't know, egoy to have ericdietrich.com and people working for that. I don't know. It's just my take. I feel like it might be a slight dampening factor on your ability to bring in at first subcontractors and then employees. Like there might be employees that don't want to work for you personally. It has the feeling of being your personal assistant or something like that. Um, so I imagine it is, you know, relatively subtle and down the line, but it might make it harder for you to hire and find and attract and retain talent. Um, and I got to say, like, at least as somebody who consumes services, so through our business, you know, we have vendors that help us with do different things, you know, whether it's tax prep or uh, say something like recruitment, et cetera, um, whatever the case may be, if those vendors I was dealing with were operating under, um, you know, with their name and, and um, face, like heavily associated with the brand, it's not that I wouldn't work with them. We actually had a tax firm for a while that had that exact thing going on, but it's a little bit, I don't know, it, it feels kind of mom and pop, like you're starting a diner in a small town or like you're an influencer or something. So if what you're looking to do is build a serious professional services practice, slapping your name on it doesn't really feel like that. So I think that there might be um, kind of a low key vibe among your potential clients that you're not real serious. You just don't see, you know, like, if you have brands out there like consulting brands, you know, like, um, uh, say Accenture or Price Waterhouse Cooper, uh, I don't know who Price Waterhouse and Cooper are exactly, but I don't think it's like anybody's thinking it's those people operating that, you know, th these are like serious firms. And if firms are associated with people's names, a la, you know, like law practices or whatever, uh, that are consulting and services firms like that, it's probably something of a throwback. So um, anyway, that's my take on it. You know, I don't know. Maybe it sounds professional if you name yourself the way like law firms or doctor practices name themselves. But, you know, for me anyway, consuming services in as much as I'd give that some thought if it was, you know, like Bill Smith Incorporated that I was looking to hire to perform some kind of like website redesign, I'd be like, wait, what? Like, are you just a dude or do you have a business? Um, so those are kind of all the disadvantages that I see. And I think they outweigh the advantages. I'll talk about the advantages a little bit. And I do see some, um, especially in the early days with you as a freelancer to having your, um, I guess, personality and, and 
personal brand, if you will, associated with the business. Uh, one is that you come across, I think, is more approachable. Um, and in the early days, that can certainly be an advantage. Uh, you know, your uh, the people, if you're positioning yourself as like, hey, I just hung out my shingle, I want to get some business. Um, I think people will empathize with that to some degree. They're rooting for you to win and to establish your practice and get set up. So in your kind of rookie days, that can that that's sort of what I was thinking of as a little bit amateur hour can actually work in your favor if your you know your business is really just you and your brand. Um, I guess like I'll throw in there too, if you are an influencer and you're trying to transition that into some kind of actual equity business, the way a guy like Gary Vee did, um, like if you have built tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers across various channels. Uh, there's an advantage to using your name as the brand simply to help with, um, you know, marketing and, and getting the word out, like uh, building your pipeline full of leads. If you already have a pretty significant following, you, you, you could leverage that as an asset and, you know, that would work to your advantage. Um, another thing, if you're just hanging out your shingle and getting going to the personal approach is that it doesn't feel like, and, and when I put this on YouTube, I'll throw up a, um, a link to this video that where I've talked about this before, but it doesn't feel like the royal we where you're faking it and, and you just, you know, hang out your shingle, start a business and you're like, we here at, you know, whatever ink, believe in quality, like, what, you know, this, this kind of like transparent pretending to be an agency, uh, it doesn't have that feel if you're just operating under your personal name and brand. Um, so I think, you know, those are significant advantages. And another one would be it's easier to create copy on your site and collateral and stuff if you're not trying to pretend to be an agency or something if you're just saying you know hey i'm so and so um i'm really good at x you know reach out to me that's much more natural copy for a freelance practitioner to be writing it's it's a better way to talk and if you are putting things under your personal brand it kind of helps you go against that impulse to i guess pretend to be um a bigger business than you are Okay, so um, with the advantages and disadvantages out of the way, I still would 100% recommend go, uh, going with incorporating and creating a website under some kind of brand name that you come up with, whatever that may be. And the reason I say that is all of the advantages I listed to the personal brand, you can leverage, you can have your cake and eat it too. So imagine that you're an influencer and you have a decent personal following and you want to build a site and a practice with that personal touch. You can still do that on a domain name that isn't named after you. You can still do that with a business that is not incorporated as your personal name. Um, and again, uh, another video I'll link to, you should absolutely incorporate if you're going to do business. Um, so name your business something that uh, isn't your name. Um, you can name your website something that isn't your name. Again, if you don't do this in the beginning, these are um, mistakes, if you will, or things that are easy to course correct from later or easy, maybe not, but like not impossible to course correct from, but much better to do it in the beginning. Give yourself kind of a less named after yourself vibe. And then you don't have to solve that problem later where you're like, oh man, I want to hire some people and I want to hire someone to do sales and it's going to be weird if it's ericdietrich.com and it is someone other than Eric Dietrich doing sales, I can recover from all of that. I can buy other domains, redirect them to the new one. Um, I can file a DBA and doing business as and create, you know, a branding situation. Like I can move away from all that personalized stuff much easier to do if you don't make that uh, decision in the first place. 
So if you, you know, like take my business, Dead Tech, that I had started a bunch of years back, you start out with Dead Tech, I can at any time choose to update the website copy and slap my um, face on it and make it more personalized. That's easy. It's less easy to go through and do all these kinds of like incorporation and uh, domain things later because if you've built um, a domain and you've built up traffic to it and all that, there is material downside to uh, rejiggering things at that point. So um, what I would recommend that you do is uh, everything official, do it under some kind of brand name and have your brand name and your branding on the site. But if you want that personal touch, have a nice, friendly, warmly written about page where you, you know, talk about yourself. Um, if it's just you providing services, don't anywhere on the site pretend otherwise. Uh, you can, you know, you know, have your story under about page if you want the more personal touch. And then on your services page, you can, you know, talk in the first person singular because that's honest. You can do all those things and have that personal touch. And then you're leaving yourself pretty um, flexible and uh, able to change that as you grow. So when you start bringing in subcontractors, you can go change that I to we and, you know, accurately talk about the different people you work with and um, the talent that's involved there. And then as the business grows beyond that, you can kind of depersonalize it as you bring on sales help and everything else. You don't um, need to do that all in, in one shot. So um, I guess I'll kind of round out here by saying that's what I've gone with on a couple of different occasions. The first time with Dead Tech, I did it because I was making uh, the mistake, if you will, that I make fun of myself now for. I did it because I was playing it being, you know, an agency like, oh, we here at Dead Tech, blah, blah. I mean, it was just me moonlighting and selling, um, you know, freelance uh, software contracting 12 years ago or whatever this was. Uh, it was just me doing this in my spare time. But I, you know, puffed myself up and said, like, we here at Dead Tech believe in quality. I wouldn't go back and do that over again, but I absolutely would uh, create a brand like Dead Tech and operate under that brand. And um, with Hit Subscribe, it would have never been on the table really for me to make it about me personally because my wife Amanda and I founded the business together. But that business came as the result of um, me writing under the Dead Tech brand and companies reaching out to me and saying, hey, uh, I really like the blogging that you're doing. Can we pay you to write or even to run our you know, developer tools company, our tech blogs? So after, I don't know, five or six different, maybe even more companies reached out to me, I went to Amanda and said, hey, let's uh, think about starting this kind of like done for you content business. You can do the editing, I'll do the post writing. And that's how it got started. So the reason I'm mentioning this is we took a business, the seed of which was literally me writing blog posts and people liking the blog post that I personally was writing. But we created a brand called Hit Subscribe and we put up copy and branding under hit subscribe. Amanda is talented, created the logos for it and, and that sort of thing. And so we didn't make it a personal brand, even though the customers at the time very much liked working with me personally. So we, we created a brand, operated under that brand, and now we've grown and scaled that business in a way where my face really isn't attached to these things at all. Many years now, or I don't know exactly how many years, at least several years since I've actually written any blog posts for the business. Um, so all the things that it originally was that were tied to me personally have long since been backfilled. I don't even do our sales anymore. Like I am pretty nearly out of all of the day-to-day -day of the business. It would have been a lot harder to do all of that if we had built a business 
at ericdietrich.com and plastered my face all over it everywhere and operated under my personal brand. It would have been a, a whole lot slower to backfill all that. It would have been a whole lot slower to scale the business. Um, so, you know, take that for what it's worth. I guess maybe one caveat I'd throw out there is if you're thinking about this and saying, I just want to have an independent practice forever. I do not want to hire subcontractors. I do not want to grow or scale. What then? Um, I would still say, make the distinction. Don't do it as you personally, because you don't know what you're going to want to do. You may be tired of um, gig after gig after gig of freelancing five, six, ten years from now and want to have the optionality to hire other people. So I see absolutely no downside to creating a brand name other than your name and operating and doing business under that name. You can always make it as personal as you want, but it's going to be more pain and more friction to get away from that personal tie-in later than it will be if you create that decoupling from the outset. Um, so yeah, that's my take. Absolutely pick some kind of name that isn't your name. Incorporate under that. Uh, create your website under that. Uh, so... Hopefully that helps, and I will catch you next time from somewhere a lot warmer than the Midwest.